1: Gracias por el recuerdo. He's trying to tell us something. I know I'm dumb, but translate chum. In English, please, senor. I said how lovely
0: it was.
1: Why'd he say so? Oh, he's a
0: show off. You made such a wonderful um. I'm afraid that I danced like a chum.
1: Palazzo. Well, I don't care. It might grow hair. <laughs> this portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Grasshopper, the virtual phone system designed for entrepreneurs. Go to trygrasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential. Try grasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential and save $50 on your order. Hi, this is John Barber and you're listening to TV Confidential. We I may never go back to NBC. Ed Robertson welcoming you to the ninth edition of TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television. Our friend Bob Mills is with us here in the studio for part two of our conversation about the television career of Bob Hope. Bob Mills spent the better part of two decades as a comedy writer in network television, including 15 years as a staff writer for Bob Hope, beginning in 1977. Bob's book... The Laughmakers not only provides great insight into Bob Hope, but takes you behind the scenes of the last two decades of the network variety show while we'll also paying tribute to the gag men and gag women who made it all happen. The Laughmakers is available through Bob's website, laughsillustrated.blogspot.com, also amazon.com. It's also available as an audiobook through audible.com, audible. You can also find it uh, through Kindle as an ebook.
0: Yes, indeedy.
1: And um, we'll have all these links linked up to our our program summary at tvconfidential.net. While we're looking at the cover, interesting cover in that it's a picture of Hope surrounded by his writers, which is a nice photo opportunity, but just getting to know Hope through your book and just you know talking formally as we've been doing off off the air that's kind of misleading because Hope actually worked over the phone a lot.
0: Yeah, he did, but he worked uh, closely with us whenever he was in town. Mm-hmm. He he was just on the road a lot. His major occupation was a live performing. He loved it. He would go from town to town. Sometimes he'd have three or four dates in a week and he'd fly from one city to the next and he'd call me material all the time. He's updating the act and putting in, you know, news items. And I'd say, where are you? And he would literally have to look at the uh, stationery and read the name of the city, but forget where he was, you know. And I said to him one time, geez, how do you put, you know, you go from one hotel room to the next? He said, no, no, I, I love it. I've got a great view here of, uh, oh, it looks like the dump down there. <laughs> 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 he he was self-deprecating. You could you could toy with him, and he loved comebacks. Yeah. Uh, when I hadn't been with him long, then I uh, felt that I was in a road picture, and I was playing Bing because huh. he he would give you a little dig, and then he wanted you to say something back. You know, like like you heard in the road pictures. So it, it was just great because he 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 laughed easily as long as you entertained him. But, mm-hmm top drawer material. And as you can tell, I'm a top drawer comic. Absolutely. Right? We, but, only, uh, we
1: only have top drawer comics yeah, on our program. that's right. <laughs> yeah, <boy>. But uh,
0: <laughs> we, we did have a lot of fun with him whenever he was around because you can imagine getting to know somebody in the actual profession yeah. got them where they are. That's different from just knowing somebody playing golf with them or something like that. And uh, by the way... I was invited to play golf with him several times and turned him down. I would always turn him down. Why, you might say? Why, Bob? Well, his, <laughs> his his longtime manager, Elliot Kozak, came to me after I had been with Hope about, oh, six months. And he said, you play golf, don't you? And I said, oh, yeah. I play once a week with four guys, you know. And um, he said, you know, Bob is going to invite you over to Lakeside when they have an opening. Don't do it. And I said, why? I'd really love to play golf with Bob Hope. No, you wouldn't. I said, why not? He said, if you, perchance, got lucky and beat him, he'd never forgive you.
1: Which speaks goes back to the competitive it's thing. The competitive, yeah.
0: yeah. And you've known people like that, and why take a chance? Mm-hmm. I, my career's going along great, and I don't want uh, just, you know, some flash-in-the-pan uh a day at the golf course to interfere, so he would call and he'd say, "You want to go over and hit some balls with me?" And I'd say, "Geez, I have that that little pain, you know, that you get right below your ribs. Oh yeah, yeah, you can't play with that. Yeah, you know, it's very common among golfers. Yeah. A little tiny muscle there that, uh, and you can't you can't swing, you know, until it goes away. So I would I would always make an excuse, and uh, I, I I didn't regret it. I didn't regret it because Elliot played with him and said uh it was (laughs) they play they play uh closest to the hole right Mm -hmm. and he'd say i'd be 25 yards ahead and hope would be back and he'd say no wait a minute if you look at it from this angle and then you go up on a hill you know or something (laughs) (laughs) and and, uh, elliot would just shake his head and uh he just passed on elliot was quite a guy he uh had been with the william morris agency Mm -hmm. and then went with bob and managed him for about 35 years and uh Really traveled around with him and just was the nicest guy, and and an agent not only not only an agent but an agent that my agent had to negotiate my contract with. So, but uh, you know I, I I liked him personally as did Hope. Mm-hmm. One thing about Hope, it was not easy to to get a job with him. Obviously, uh, he handpicked everybody. Mm-hmm. But once you went to work for him, you virtually were set unless something you did something really bad. Uh, because he just never fired anybody just for, to get new blood, you know. He, he liked uh, certain people around him. If you fit with him and fit with his personality, which he made sure you did before he hired you, mm-hmm. uh, and you had that simpatico, uh, you were set. Larry Gelbart worked for him mm-hmm. when he was young, mm-hmm. about 17, 18 years old. And Larry said, you could not get fired from Hope. To get uh, to leave Hope, you had to quit and go somewhere else, which he finally did mm-hmm. went to another show or something. But he, he wanted to do films and things and moved on. But that's why Hope had so many people around him for so many years, like Elliot for 35 years. He had Don Mirando the makeup man, for 40 years. He had um, Barney McNulty, the cue card guy, about that same amount of time. Uh, he he would hire people from Vaudeville for smaller roles, like his stand-in was mm-hmm. named Alan Calm, C-A-L-M, or K-L-M, well, K-A-L-M, maybe, I forget. But uh, he had worked with him in Vaudeville, and he remembered him. He was Hope's age, about. And he had the same coloration and about the same size, so they could use him to set up the shots and uh, fix the lighting so that when Hope came out, the lighting would look the same on him as it had on Alan. And it gave Alan work, you know. Uh, if you notice, uh, every year we, uh, on the Christmas special, we would do a uh, Silver Bells, mm-hmm. and Hope would sing Silver Bells with the female guest. And whenever the female guests couldn't sing or dropped out for some reason, Dolores would sub once in a while. And uh, we have some clips of her singing with Bob. But whenever we uh, would use a, like a sleigh with a, a driver, mm-hmm. a driver of any kind, that's another old Hope vaudeville guy, and he would hire them uh, because needed the work. You know, he, he never forgot his old friends, whom he liked, and uh, was that kind of guy. So he made very few enemies that I knew of, really. Of course, why would they tell me? But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy.
1: 3rd edition, The Complete History of the Rockford Files on Television, now completely updated with more than 20 new interviews, additional photographs, and a whole lot more. 45 years of the Rockford Files available now at rockford45.com, rockford45.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk